This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 719 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. Today we have Charity Williams. She is the CEO of Beyond Barriers. Charity, how are you doing? I'm good this morning. And you? <laughs> I'm doing really good. And uh, Good Neighbor Podcast. I mean, there's... there's I, I always say good neighbors come in all shapes and sizes. And, you know, after what we've been through with COVID, certainly the, the service that you offer, services that you offer were much needed pre-COVID. But, I, you know, we'll probably get into that a little bit. But, you know, after COVID, my goodness, you know, uh, thankful that you're in our community and you're doing what you're doing. And I know our listeners are going, yeah, but Charlie, what exactly is that? So I'm going to turn it over to you, Charity. Beyond Barriers, fill us in. So Beyond Barriers is a mental health agency. We provide mental health counseling for anyone five and up. Um, so we work with children, adolescents, and adults. We, um, we also work with couples and families, if that's the need. Uh, what we've tried to do with Beyond Barriers is create a holistic kind of a service so that anyone that comes to our agency can get a, a full picture of their needs instead of having to jump agency to agency. Hmm. And by this, I mean, we not only do the mental health counseling, but we provide substance counseling, anger management counseling, parenting classes so that, you know, you can really form a bond with your therapist to get all of your needs met. Right. And is it, is it typical? I mean, I have zero experience in this. Is it typical for someone to come in and need multiple or, you know, it's, it's, I, my guess it wouldn't be just one thing. Probably I could use help in other areas. What do you find? Well, it, it depends. If, for instance, if someone comes in with their children, they may need some of um, their own mental health counseling, or mm -hmm. they may need some parenting mixed in with the children's therapy, because there may be that that need for uh, structure or a different way to parent the child to go with the child's specific needs. Yeah. And so by, by providing all of that, we don't have to send them to another agency and say, you know, this is your problem here. We can yeah. work with the family as a whole to make them a stronger structure. Yeah, I would imagine retention is also mm -hmm. improved because, you know, it's, it probably takes a lot to walk through your doors and then be sent to another stranger and have to build that relationship. Uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Well, it, oh, go ahead. And, and that's really why we, um, where our agency started was the we started with the concept of I came from the dependency and the probation system. And so in that system, there's a lot of moments where you're on the phone with somebody you really want to help, but there's not a place for them to go or they're upset because they have to explain their, their life and what they're going through to five different people. And, yeah. and this, this mm -hmm. concept came from that and, the fact that I wanted to be able to provide a service to someone that they could form that bond with one person, get all the help they needed there instead of taking pieces of it yeah. and not only taking pieces of it, but then having to spend five hours organizing with five different people to get 
the service that they really needed. So this allows them to come in, develop that relationship, that that trust that allows them to get at the core issue. Right, right. Wow. So you touched on it a little bit. I don't want to miss anything. Your journey into this. Uh, tell <laughs> us more. So I spent um, I spent about twenty years in working with both the dependency system and the probation system in one capacity or another, um, not as a therapist, but just working in their areas and felt that building of frustration when mm -hmm. it came to not really being able to make a change for the people that wanted it. And so I was determined that after hearing, meeting and after meeting, of people saying somebody should do this, sitting back and going, I'm tired of hearing that. I'm going to do this. I'm somebody, and I'm going to do something about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good for you. So um, that that became a, um, a a stepping point for me because yeah. we have uh, locations in Fort Myers and in LaBelle, and mm -hmm. we're in those two locations because those are the two locations that I personally knew that I kept hearing that piece. And I wanted to make sure that the people in both communities felt supported and felt like they had someone to turn to. Wow, for you. I bet when it comes to myths and misconceptions in your world there, what do you hear that you can speak to? There's a lot of myths in the area of mental health. Um, there's a lot of, um, whether it's with, the older generations or even my generation and older it it has that mentality that still that level of stigma that is mm -hmm. being overcome thank goodness by the younger generation now but that level of something is wrong with you if you seek mental health help and it it has nothing to do with whether something's wrong with you or not many of us have a either mental health through genetics or through a past trauma and trauma happens to all of us and we aren't all given the same life so that extra support sometimes is needed i'm a firm believer that everybody needs it at one point in their life i you know took the words right out of my mouth there's there's not a human on this planet that doesn't go through a period of time where it's just we need, if nothing else, we just need to get it out, right? Yes, yes, and exactly. Ideally with a professional who's trained to help and, yeah, doesn't just throw, well, Charlie, you know, just suck it up, you know. Well, it's not really helpful at the moment, you know. <laughs> well, and, you know, one of the things, like, when I'm working with a teenager, I tell them all the time, I'm like, mental health and having a therapist is that person that you can come tell everything to, and you don't have to go back and look at, look them in the eye over the Thanksgiving table. This is something that's private and it doesn't have to go any further than this. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good message to get out there. All right. I'm going to step away from the office and talk about fun. Not that you're not having fun there, but you know, outside of uh, work there, what are you doing for fun, Charity? Well, um, it's going to sound a little weird, but um, I do woodworking. Woodworking? I, oh, I build wow. furniture. Oh, how cool. 
So I needed a balance for myself where I could feel a more instant uh, yeah. Yeah. seeing something physically turn um, with mental health. It sometimes takes a little while. So with the word working, I can spend a weekend and really take that moment that says, okay, by the end of this weekend, I see progress in, in what I've done. All right. So we have a weekend cut up, up here. What are you working on? Uh, well, last weekend I, I built myself a new workbench. Um, <laughs> The, the next weekend, my goal is that I, it's something a little smaller, so it shouldn't take me all weekend. I am actually building, um, I have brand kitties, so their birthday's coming up, and I'm building them a large new toy. Oh, my goodness. To play with. How great is uh, that? Wow. So something simple, but yeah. I figured yeah. it, it gave me a taste without taking the whole weekend. Yeah, yeah. How did did you get into woodworking? I, well, you know what? The first piece started about um, two years ago. Uh And it started that month we were closed for COVID. Uh And uh, I know myself well enough to know I don't do well when I'm sitting at home. So I had ordered everything on my to-do list from Home Depot and plus a treadmill to get through that month and uh-huh. home depot brought me a semi full of supplies oh my and I spent the month kind of creating and one of the things i had uh bought was a piece of live edge furniture and or not furniture but uh just a live edge slab and i was going to make it for a countertop here at the office mm-hmm. end up making it more into a table because I did, it was too heavy for the counter. Okay. So that was my first piece about two years ago. Wow. Wow. I'll tell you, one of the regrets I have in life, and this is not, I'm not going to turn this into a therapy session, but if you can help, <laughs> I was given metal shop instead of wood shop when I was in junior high school. I was like, oh, I so wanted wood shop. If only I'd taken wood shop, my life would be completely different now. Yes. Oh, <laughs> but you know, and I took, I, I was offered, I, they didn't have metal shop, but I was offered home ec or oh, yeah. uh, wood shop. And I took the wood shop. Um, See that? And I, once you mentioned that, I was starting to think, you know what? That that table was not my first piece. My first piece was a, a little sign that says uh, GNR on it. GNR. For Guns and Roses. Ah. <laughs> so ah. that tells you how far back we're going. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'm the same generation, so it hasn't been that far back. Please don't tell me. Uh, that's great. Love it. Love it. So how about, Charity, when it comes to a hardship life challenge, what comes to mind a period of time that you were challenged, you got through it, and now looking back, you can say, hey, because of that, I'm better for it. I'm stronger. Well, um, so I'm a single parent, and I came from a single parent, um, and so there wasn't a lot of push for education when I was growing up mm-hmm. as nobody had gone to college. Um, so I was very determined that despite being a single parent that I get my education. So it took me eight years, but wow. I took eight years to get through my first master's degree. And uh, I always say that's something I'm proud of because that, that, 
was a degree that was the paper. It wasn't in the subject. It was the fact that it was stubbornness. It was the fact I didn't give up even when it was hard. I'd go down to one class at a time, but I would keep going. So I'm very proud of that because my daughter is now second generation college and she managed to have her first master's degree by the time she was 23. <laughs> so. Wow. Good for her. That's awesome. How about one thing you wish our listeners knew about beyond barriers? What would that be? Just really that uh, we're here for them. We're here to support them in any way that, you know, shape that we can. And we're, we're really about, you know, finding those ways around the barriers that have been put in in front of their mental health before. Mm. So if they reach out to us, we're more than happy to sit down and and find a plan that can work for them. Right, right. Well, I know we have listeners who can use your help, want to learn more, want to get in touch. What's the best way for them to do so? The best way is um, just to give us a call at at 239-839-3907. And that way we can really have a discussion about what their needs are and get them the best fit. Terrific. Well, Charity, really appreciate you spending time with us and uh, we wish you the absolute best going forward there. Thank you. You have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.